Hello, this is Lee, the cool guy at RetrovisionMedia.com, coming to you from our studios in New York City on the 3rd of October, 2015, and we've got another edition of Issues Under Fire for you today, and uh, let's uh, do what we do every day. Mm. Chocolate ice coffee, International Lights Creamer, Hazelnut is my flavor, below room temperature, and it looks as though we're good to go. Yeah. You know what? I got a got my papers in front of me. Looks as though stories of the week. Obama to uh, announce steps to help ex-prisoners, ex-cons, offenders, if you will, to find jobs and uh, housing and uh, drug treatment and job training. Yep, all of those things came out to a halfway house in Newark, I believe it was. Uh, we're going to stick around here in the good old U.S. of A. for a couple of days covering this story along with some of the Black Lives Matter stuff because, well, when you're talking about the incarcerated, when you're talking about black lives, I mean, let's face it, uh, it's just the way it is. So, uh, yeah, didn't actually get a chance to, to uh, take a look at the reports of what the president actually did. He had a meeting with one of the uh, broad news folks uh, to discuss this issue and uh, we've got some tape we'll put it up so you can see for yourself just yourself about what the president's trying to do seems as though it's a full court press handling a lot of these uh, matters related to uh, race uh, in his last uh, the last throes of his uh, presidency it's a good thing to, to see happen and we're going to stick with it because it's a, it's a hot story it's a hot story, and believe it or not, it's a lot bigger than what you think. Because, uh, you know, while all of uh, all of these efforts are definitely a worthy cause, long overdue, one may say, uh, uh, when we take a look at the uh, at the effort up close and personal, uh, you know, things like. Uh, Finding housing for ex-offenders, drug treatment for people with those issues, and job training because, well, if you've been in prison for a long time, you're probably out of touch with the latest, the latest skills to uh, make a living. And uh, I got to take a look at that, those things. Those are all good things, but they're all expensive, and believe it or not, they're going to be a, all of them a very, very tough sell. A very tough sell. Why? Because, uh, I don't know, when I look at America, I see somewhat of a vindictive, vengeance-driven, unforgiving nature, you see. Once you are stained with uh, a permanent record, you know, once you've made a mistake, or two, or three, or you've done things in this country, it sticks, it's dated forever. And, uh, you know, in the old days, you say, look, hey, I paid my debt to society. Give me a break. I'm done. You gave me five years. I did five years. I'm out. I'm looking to start over. There should be no problems anymore. But it is. You see, because as long as the country is unforgiving as long as we have a 
unforgiving nature, our collective consciousness. And, you know, because every, you know, you got people everywhere that's willing to give folks a second chance and all that kind of stuff. But collectively, when you look at us as a group, we're not a forgiving country. We don't have a forgiving nature. And so the issue of banning the box, you know, the box on an application that you have to check if you have been convicted of, of a crime, and a felony, or all of that kind of stuff. Uh, of course, okay, so they take the box off the, the initial application. But at some point in nature, at some point in time, the ex-offender is going to have to face the music. You're going to have to own up. It's not like the box will never, you'll never have to face that issue throughout the employment process because employers have a right to know who they're bringing into their midst. They have a right to know who that's going to be working with their other employees. They have to know exactly what their exposure is. So you can't like come down too heavily on the, the, uh, the employer. We live in a digital age. We live in a surveillance age. We live in a data-driven age where once something is documented is there forever and it's accessible. And so if a uh, if an employer decides to hire someone with a checkered background and something happens, they could be exposed to lawsuits. Look, you should have you should have known better. Why did you do this? That's the defense for keeping folks out forever. Once they've committed an act, a crime against society, they pay forever. That's why it's like that. And if you can't find a job, well, you can't afford housing. Now, how do we combat that? Do we have to hear all the realities? Here are the realities. If we don't change our minds and our hearts, with regards to forgiveness, then for the most part, we're going to guarantee a certain class of people a lifetime of crime. They will have to, they will have no choice but to continue in a lifetime of crime. And of course, well, recidivism, back and forth, in and out of jail forever. Yes, see. So we're going to either take care of them by providing free housing and drug treatment as long as they care to, you know, to take it and job training for those who are interested and still think they have a shot at finding work. But for the most part, um, unless this nation changes its unforgiving nature, we are pr these programs where, you know, where a few people get let out early. Where are they going to go? Eight million bucks the president is talking about setting aside for housing. I don't know how far that'll go. When we're talking uh, nationwide, if this is going to be a big, big thing where a lot of people get out talking about 6,000, that's hardly enough to be concerned with. Those are probably the ones who were innocent in the first place, just thinking it through. Because in order to be considered for this program, the ones who are being let out early um, have to have uh, had really, really, really light offenses in the first place. 
and were clearly overcharged for said offenses. So uh, these are the tragic ones that are coming out. They probably will do well or better than most because again, it all comes down to how forgiving this country is, what kind of heart we have. And let me tell you something, if you wanna judge that, we can drag this into the international level because here's another example of what kind of country we have and what kind of heart we have and who we are as a people. Because when we look around the world, this is what we do here, okay? We look around the world, we see the world building walls from Israel and the Middle East to the Europeans now with the influx of people clamoring to get in to save their lives to the southern borders of the United States putting up uh, drones and armed guards to keep people out who are in the same condition running for their lives. I'm sure a lot of these people are trying to get in for other reasons but when folks are on the move seeking help in treacherous circumstances it says more about who we are than who they are. It, this, what the president is trying to achieve and the resistance he will surely receive as a result of it says more about who we are than the folks who we are trying to assist as they transition back into a regular life. So if we're unwilling to uh, give this effort a chance, then we have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, well, we want to be judged that harshly forever. Just something to think about. Think about for the Thinking about this stuff. In the meantime, we're going to get out of here. We think we said enough. We'll be back tomorrow with more of this stuff because there's more of this stuff to be back with. This is Lee the Cool Guy at RetroVisionMedia.com. Get my studios in New York City on November 3rd, 2015. See you tomorrow.